Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96, Comcast Xfinity, and Channel 30, Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. Now on to the talking news. Students Participate in International Economic Summit by Christy Armstrong. Representatives from various countries scurry around the room brandishing commodity, commodities information, trying to negotiate a deal. The space reverberates with heated discussions as small groups huddle together, intent on finding their strategy and forging alliances. A day in the high-powered world of customs and trade? Actually, it was February 3rd at Belmont High School, where approximately 125 students from Belmont and other local high schools, as well as 52 students from Beijing, China, took part in the International Economic Summit. The International Economic Summit, or EIS, is an all-day interactive world economy simulation event in which student teams represent certain countries. Those countries' goods and services are traded based on comparative, comparative advantages and need. IES is organized by the LEAF Network. That's www.theleafnet.org a volunteer organization of teachers, academics, and business professionals working to improve economic and personal finance education. Build is a training ground for the next generation of global leaders. IES focuses on developing, planning, problem-solving, and critical thinking skills for students through finance and economics. Participants work as a team to learn about budgeting, investing, and negotiating. The Belmont High School group is headed by BHS Social Studies teacher Josh Strait, who in the weeks before the summit worked with his economics club students to help them learn not only finance and economics, but also marketing, geography, current events, and even display and costume design in preparation for the event. Belmont High School seniors Camille Carreri and Zachary Tseng, members of the summit-winning Philippines team, agreed that what they enjoyed most of the summit was interacting with the students from Beijing. I really like meeting the Chinese students and figuring, figuring out how to work with them, said Carreri. It was cool to connect with them. And now over to Claire. <clears throat> Thank you, Bob. Several races in upcoming election. Race for the Board of Health seat and possible races for school committee assessors by Joanna K. Zuvelis. Newcomer Stephen Fiore filled, filed his nomination papers with the town clerk for the three-year Board of Health seat on February 5th. He will be running against incumbent Dr. David Alper, 
who also filed his papers for re-election to the seat he has held for the past 30 years, about David Alper. Alper is a podiatrist with a private practice in Belmont and affiliation with Mount Auburn Hospital. He lived in Belmont since 1985 with his wife, Pam, and their three children, 20-year-old twins, Adam and Megan, and 17-year-old son, Brian, a senior at Belmont High School. He has served as a town meeting member for 31 years. This is the first time in 18 years Alper said he has been in a race. This will be his 11th time running for the seat he won in 1988 in a race with three other candidates. Races are good. It gets people talking. It gets people involved in the town, said Alper. He said it will be nice to shake off the cobwebs and have a chance to advertise what the Belmont Health Department does. He said there is always new issues the Board of Health deals with, and the job is still fascinating to him. Over the years, the department has grown from just two people to seven people. He is currently in the process of helping draft regulations for adult-use marijuana establishments in Belmont. However, a decision won't be reached by the Board of Selectmen on whether or not to have a warrant article to opt out completely of allowing recreational marijuana establishments or only out of certain types of establishments until the regulations by the Cannabis Control Commission are completed March 15. Alper is also in the process of talking to the selectmen about bringing a youth commission to Belmont, something selectman Adam Dash promised to do during his campaign in 2017. A youth commission hasn't existed in Belmont since around 2007, when it was cut due to funding, according to Alper. Its purpose is to give middle school students things to do around town, such as activities on early release days, and a boys and girls group to help address growing pains and social pressures. About Stephen Fiore. Fiore is married to school committee chairman Lisa Fiore. They have lived in Belmont since 2004 and have two children, Thalia, an eighth grader at the Chennery, and Matthew, a sophomore at Belmont High School. He is an attorney at Foster and Elridge, a Cambridge-based boutique firm that practices primarily in the defense of health care providers in professional liability matters in the state in federal trial courts and representation of professionals before licensing boards and regulatory agencies throughout New England. In an email to the Citizen Herald, Fury wrote he is interested in serving as a member of the Board of Health because health and wellness are priorities in his personal life and professional work. Bringing my legal perspective to the Board of Health, I believe I could provide critical perspective and legal expertise to help resolve the diverse issues that we face to make Belmont a safer, healthier, and more enjoyable and sustainable place to visit and raise a family, Fiore wrote. He said 30 years shows an unbelievable commitment, a lot of dedication to the town, but being a new member with 
legal expertise will bring a different perspective and a fresh voice that might be useful to the board and the town of Belmont. He said his experience applying policy, practice, and regulations and compliance from medical providers, hospitals, and healthcare systems will be beneficial in his role as a Board of Health member. He has seen firsthand when healthcare can fail someone and the impact it has on individuals and understands the importance of educating providers and the public. Now to Max. Thanks, Claire. Changes in Recycling Market Affect Town's Contract with Hauler by Joanna Cates of Wallace. Belmont residents were in danger of seeing an interruption in trash and recycling pickup due to demands from the town's current hauler, Russell Disposal Incorporated, also known as RDI, to amend the contract requiring Belmont to pay for its recycling to be processed because recycling facilities are no longer accepting dual-stream recycling. The Board of Selectmen voted 2-1 to one February 5th in favor of approving an amendment to the contract requiring the town to pay 50% of the fees charged to RDI by the material recovery facility, not exceeding $45.92 per ton. Belmont's portion of the processing fee will be included in the monthly invoice issued to the town by RDI. All processing fees charged by the material recovery facility for Belmont's recyclables shall be verified by providing the town Department of Public Works with copies of the invoices received by RDI from the material recovery facility for the fees charged to RDI. The selectmen agreed to the amendment with selectman Adam Dash opposed to avoid any disruption in service and avoid litigation costs. In the amendment, RDI is required to show Belmont the processing invoices. Dash voted against the amendment to send a message to RDI that the town is not happy. The contract with RDI ends June 30th. Until then, the residents can continue to separate their recycling paper and containers, and the hauler will pick it up at the curb. However, it will be processed and charged as single stream. Marcotte is in the process of negotiating with vendors who responded to the RFP for automated collection, which will begin July 1st. Once the new contract is negotiated, there will be a comprehensive education outreach program for residents on what will be and won't be recyclable. As previously reported by the Citizen Herald, China, a major importer of scrap paper and plastic from around the world, announced in July that it was preparing to ban the import of certain types of used plastics by 2018 and put new restrictions on the types of scrap paper allowed into the country. The Chinese government told the World Trade Organization the new policies were intended to improve environmental conditions within the country. Casella Recycling, the material recovery facility used by RDI, processes 800,000 tons of material every year, including 230,000 tons out of its Boston facility and 90,000 tons out of a facility in Auburn. Casella, which, which processes materials from approximately 100 Massachusetts city and towns, has historically exported about 25% of its materials to China. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. <clears throat> Habits that will keep your mouth happy. Dr. Richard Greenberg was asked 
uh, their overall lifestyle habits we can make regarding tooth health, and can overall healthy life habits make a difference? There are actually two that I feel are very important. One is periodontal or gum disease and can be prevented by how you care for your teeth on a daily basis. You are probably familiar with the substance called plaque, which forms on yours and everyone else's teeth. It is this sticky substance that needs to be removed thoroughly once every 24 hours. I say this because it takes about that amount of time for plaque to calcify or harden and then become more adherent to the tooth surface. Once it is hardened, it needs to be removed by the dental professional since it takes a greater level of expertise. However, when soft, it can be broken apart and removed from the tooth surface with brushing and flossing. The brush has to have bristles that are effective and therefore relatively new, usually three months old or less. It makes no difference if it is manual or automatic. When you set aside the time in your day to do this very thorough brushing and flossing, it need not be related to mealtime. It needs to be when you have time for a serious effort. Each surface of your tooth needs to be con contacted with the brush from the gum line at the bottom to the top or the biting surface. Each tooth has five sides. The tops and sides towards the cheek, cheek and tongue are accessed with the brush, the sides between with the floss. But to be complete, that floss needs to contact from top to bottom and even below the gum line if possible. It is this mechanical rubbing action that breaks apart this sticky plaque and loosens it from the tooth surface so it can easily be removed. I recommend this to be done with no toothpaste or any other flavoring agent. These flavors make your mouth taste better, a bet for short minutes, for just minutes, excuse me. If there is a problem of a bad taste or tenderness or bleeding, you want to know from where it is coming. Sometimes the paste and mouthwash can mask that and give one a false sense of security. If you cannot reverse these problems on your own, then treatment is needed from your dental professional. Remember it is when it is present in plaque that causes and acts as the irritant leading to inflammation and that process starts disease of the gums and supporting bone. A cursory brushing with toothpaste or mouthwash can be done whenever you like, but the thorough brushing needs diligence, concentration, and extra time. If you thoroughly, if thorough brushing and flossing time with no toothpaste or mouthwash yields no bleeding, tenderness, or offensive odors, you can feel better that you are performing it adequately. After each meal, you may, may feel debris and foodstuffs that you want removed, and this can be done with the aid of a water irrigating device and a cursory brushing. If you are older and bigger spaces have developed at the gum line, then there is soft picks 
made to go between teeth at the gum line to remove those chunks of debris, preferably not in the presence of others. This cleaning can be cursory and not the thorough one I noted above. I am sorry to say that there is no easy way to remove this, sick, uh, this sticky substance. Mouthwashes will not do it, nor will water irrigating devices, and neither will toothpaste. Use any other whatever you like, but realize that the fresh taste they bring will last only a short time, and if soft plaque or calcified debris is present and not removed as I noted above, you will be subject to this periodontal disease. The other lifestyle adjustment refers to what you put in your mouth, and this is primarily sugar. Sugar is the culprit in starting the tooth decay process. Simple sugars can be broken down in the mouth by certain bacteria and acids uh, uh, as they are produced. These acids soften tooth structure. This process takes place in the same plaque substance that causes gum disease. Plaque will be caught in the grooves on the tops of your teeth as well. It is very diligent. You can get all of your smooth surfaces, but the grooves on the tops will not be able to be cleaned. On these impossible to clean surfaces, sealants can be placed by your dentist to help create a smooth surface. Most of us have the bacteria in our mouths that are capable of producing acid from sugar. Some do not. For those few, the sugar is not as big a factor, but will contribute to other health issues such as heart disease and diabetes. If the sugar is converted to acid, this will soften the outer layer of your teeth, the enamel, and the decay process begins, all within the plaque environment. So decreasing sugars dramatically or eliminating entirely, which is almost impossible in our society, will decrease decay rates significantly. Get in the habit of reading labels and watch for the sugar-added notes. Gum that is sugar-free and not sugarless is acceptable. It can be helpful in stimulating salivary flow, as can sugar-free candies found in food or candy stores catering to diabetic, diabetics. You want to be able to keep the acidity in your mouth to a minimum, again because that is the start of the decay process. So decreasing soft drinks will also help. Plain water is always the best habit pattern for teeth and the rest of your body. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Peasy makes history with World Marathon Runs by Joanna K. Zavallis. Dream big, take chances, and believe in yourself are words Belmont resident Becca Peasy lives by. They helped her become the first female in the world to run in the World Marathon Challenge twice, seven marathons on seven continents in seven days in 2016 and 2018. She is also now a two-time world record breaker as the fastest female to run with the fastest over all time in this test of endurance, six days, seven hours, and 59 minutes. 
PZ was the top female finisher with an average time of 3 hours, 55 minutes, and 11 seconds in the first five consecutive marathons and seventh marathon in the World Marathon Challenge in Antarctica, South Africa, Australia, Asia, Lisbon, January 30th to February 3rd, and Miami on February 5th. She placed second for females in Cartagena on February 4 due to a turn she missed in the extreme heat and 100% humidity. Overall, PZ said she feels very proud of her accomplishment and lucky she didn't get injured. This time, I think I did everything right. It was flawless, said PZ. If she does it again, she said she wants to set the bar even higher. The experience. PZ said her goal was to set the bar as high as she could and was incredibly inspiring to know she had the Belmont community behind her. At Wellington Elementary School, where her daughter Taylor attends and where she also went to school as a child, teacher Colleen McBride created a poster for a bulletin board to track her at all times. Her daughter's teacher, Christina Westfall, made daily announcements about her progress to the students. I left my heart out on all seven courses. I feel spent but healthy, she said. She took one continent at a time. Antarctica, her first marathon, was the toughest. The wind and sun were fierce and blinding, blinding, she said. Once she got through Antarctica, she didn't have to think about being cold anymore. South Africa, her second marathon, was 85 degrees and humid. She was able to sleep an average of seven hours per night during the plane rides and was able to shower and eat at hotels between most of the marathons. Pasta, nuts, and electrolytes were what she consumed for seven days. Challenges being away from her daughter was PZ's greatest challenge. PZ lost about one mile during her sixth marathon in Cartagena due to that wrong turn, but she got through it, regrouped, and hurtled to the roadblock. She was more devastated when her phone was stolen with all the photos she took during her journey as she approached the starting line for the seventh marathon in Miami but is thankful that is the worst thing that happened on her trip. PZ thought this world marathon was a lot tougher than the challenge two years ago, with more than three times the number of participants. They included one of her fellow female runners, Megan Newcomer, a professional triathlete. PZ said Newcomer was her toughest opponent. She pushed me to run the last marathon in three hours and 51 minutes. She was on my tail for the first seven miles. It was incredibly stressful. I wasn't coming home without the win, said PZ. Crossing the finish line in Miami was the best day of her life, she said. She believes her confidence and organization worked to her benefit. I kept thinking... Every single mile I run is closer to making history, she said. Having her daughter, husband, Joseph Stilwell, parents, sisters, and friend at the front finish line for that final marathon in Miami meant the world to her. Although she loves traveling and had a lot of fun, 
She looks forward to getting back into life and spending time with her daughter, her number one fan. PZ plans to run the Boston Marathon and hopes the whole Belmont community will participate in the third annual Becca PZ Family Fun Run on April 29. Now, here's Max. Thank you, Claire. Belmont High, School, High students ready for a quiz show. This is their fifth time competing in the televised matches by Angela Toma. Inside WGBH Studios, eight high school students stand tensely behind two podiums. Their hands hover over the buzzer as they listen and wait on tenterhooks for their next question. Although there is a live audience present, the room is silent. Anticipation hangs in the air until Billy Costa's booming voice calls out, What 1962 book by Rachel Carson sparked public outrage over the uncontrolled use of chemical pesticides? Eight hands slam down on the buzzer. The high school students are separated into two teams of four. Whoever buzzes in fast enough with the correct answer wins his or her team points. Answer incorrectly and the team may lose points. The atmosphere is competitive, but the students wear smiles to complement their fierce looks of determination. Everyone is enjoying the battle of wits. This is WGBH's high school quiz show. The ninth ninth season kicked off November 5th with Super Sunday. Super Sunday is a one-day qualifying event to determine the 16 teams that will compete in WGBH's televised matches. Academic teams from 103 high schools around Massachusetts compete in a preliminary qualification round for the opportunity to appear on the show. Belmont High in, again in tourney. Belmont High School's quiz team is among the 16 winners. This is their fifth time competing in the televised matches. They appeared on seasons 3, 6, 7, and 8. The episode aired Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. on WGBH2. Belmont's quiz team has six members, BHS senior and team captain Eva Hill, senior Wanyong Jang, junior Cameron Anderson, junior Matthew Miller, junior and alternate Laura Zeng, and freshman and alternate Tor Metelman. The team practices once a week at Hill's house. Hill brings home the buzzers, and they simulate a competition with questions from a quiz show website. Belmont's first match is against Bromfield School from the town of Harvard. This is Hill's third time competing, and she says she is more confident than last year. Anderson and Miller are participating for their second time. They do not know much about their competitors, but this is Bromfield's first time on the show, which Hill hopes is to Belmont's advantage. Feeling good and fired up. High school quiz shows challenging questions are based off subjects within the Massachusetts high school curriculum standards, as well as current events and general knowledge. The entire team feels good about their chances in the competition this year. Zhang says the team is playing more as a cohesive unit. They've practiced with each other more and are working together more efficiently. Anderson adds they have also had more practice with the buzzers, which is a sport in itself, All in all, the six team members feel prepared and ready to meet their challengers. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Belmont High Principal Announces Departure by Joanna K. Zavallis. Belmont High School Principal Daniel Richards announced he is leaving his position in an email to parents the morning of uh, February the 5th. 
His last day will be June 30. It is with mixed emotions that I write to you today to inform you that I have decided to peruse other leadership opportunities beyond Belmont, he stated. Richards became Belmont High School's principal six years ago. Prior to that, he was principal of Melrose High School for one year and Belmont High School's assistant principal from 2005 to 2011. Richards, in his email announcement, said he moved to the North Shore three years ago and is seeking leadership uh, opportunities that will afford me more time with my family. The past 12 years in Belmont have been very rewarding for me. I have enjoyed the privilege of working with an amazing faculty, staff, community, and most of all, the students. Belmont High School will always remain a special place in my heart. Thank you for the privilege and honor to be part of such a wonderful community, Richards wrote. Superintendent John Phelan said the Belmont Public Schools will assemble a search committee for this, pos uh, for this position made up of parents or guardians and educators. I wish Dan Richards the best in his pursuit of his professional goals. I have been fortunate to work with Dan over the past three and a half years. He is a professional and more importantly, an excellent person of high character. I value and appreciate his dedication to his work with the educators, students, and families of Belmont, said Phelan. School committee chairman Lisa Fiore and Richards been a wonderful champion for all of the students and every effort has been had has been had in the district they have had in the district i absolutely respect his plans to be closer to home who wouldn't want to be closer to family that's always important she said she said the belmont district is so strong strong that the absence of one member should never be the make or break of any project we will absolutely miss his perspective and input and kind leadership at the high school, but I have no doubt that everyone will rally and continue to do the work that I need to do, added Fiore. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of local news happenings around Belmont.